You're listening to Death of the Reader, it's review season, and in 13th place, we've positioned several of Japan's most renowned creative houses with both film adaptations of the Inugami clan. Author Seishi Yokomizo continues to haunt Japanese mystery fiction with spin-offs and adaptations of his leading detective, Kosuke Kendaichi, continuing production over 40 years after his passing. Konichikawa was perhaps more prolific, even if his comparisons to other contemporaneous Japanese directors are less universal. Perhaps most significantly for our time, the film was the debut outing for Kadokawa Pictures, now one of Japan's big four film publishers. In the 1970s, Yokomizo's publishers at Kadokawa Shoten were looking to enter the film business to create adaptations of works they held the rights to. With the author's growing popularity thanks to a manga adaptation of his novel The Village of Eight Graves, Kadokawa Pictures decided their first venture would be Seishi Yokomizo's 1951 novel The Inugami Clan, also published as The Inugami Curse. A masked man mystery about the will and testament of a wealthy magnate, critic, fan, and Japanese translator Ho Ling Wong has compared the book's influence to Murder on the Orient Express in the West. Released in 1976, the film catapulted Yokomizo's Kosuke Kendaichi from hill to mountaintop, cementing it in the framework of just about every Japanese mystery story you'll read today. The head of the Inugami family, Sahe, dies, leaving his vast wealth and empire of pharmaceuticals to Tamayo, a seemingly undeserving ward of the family. The credits hit, and then our detective, Kendaichi, arrives in town. Within hours of his arrival, a woman nearly drowns in a sabotage boat, and a man is found dead in his hostel. The same night, at the Inugami residence, the last heirs to the family arrive as the conflict over the will continues. Battle-scarred and masked, Sukekio Inugami drives to the compound with his mother Matsuko. It's the first time anyone has seen Sukekio since he went off to war, and with his mutilated face, doubts are thrown on his identity. But Matsuko insists she's certain it's her son. A mother would know of course. As Kindaichi attempts to inquire about the death in his hostel and the police firmly stake their claim as theory-happy buffoons, you feel the looming sense that there's more bloodshed to come, and indeed it does. It's no surprise that the Inugami curse surged in popularity after the original film's release. The narrative is methodical, each beat of the plot the ominous chime of a grandfather clock. You know each death is imminent, and so the film relies on capturing the deaths as grotesque rather than surprising. There's one particularly horrific image that remains emblazoned upon Japanese mystery fiction to this day, and in capturing it, the film swings from an unnerving creepiness to gloriously nonchalant. There's a striking balance between the magical realism and just realism. Both films are shaped by a very static camera, relying on the cast and framing to bring the tension that this story hinges on. Action is filmed from afar, dialogue hazardously close, and it's very clear, especially in the similarities across 30 years, that every placement is decisive and deliberate. The 2006 rendition is largely a shot-for-shot recreation, which makes the differences that much more intriguing. Perhaps the best part of watching both films back-to-back was seeing the 70s style captured with the turn-of-millennia camera technology. You rarely get to see such a beautifully captured experiment in cinema, and it's delightful that in some ways, it's simply the byproduct of a well-made film. The original promotional campaign for the 1976 film asked, should you read the book before or after the film? That question remains just as tantalizing today. There is, as always, a certain amount of the nuance narration brings lost in the translation to visuals, but the puzzle is cleverly captured by the cinematography. 
The films are both gorgeous, and there's something incredibly charming about watching Konichikawa recreate the film with a similar team 30 years later. Several of the actors, including Koji Ishizaka, who plays Kindaichi, return for the film. There may be a lot of relentless repetition to effectively watching the same film twice, perhaps more if you also choose to read the book, but you will find such delight in witnessing the passion for this touchstone of Japanese mystery fiction rendered with the lessons learned from each previous outing. Even if there is one major anachronism in the 2006 version that does absolutely nothing for the story, it's genuinely heartwarming to see Hideji Otaki return as Oyama in both versions of the film as the wise old man at the temple. The Inugami curse, the Inugami family, the Inugamis, or Inugami ke no Ichizoku isn't going to be the sort of mystery story that blows your mind or fundamentally shakes your worldview, but it is the sort of story that inspired a generation. You will see its hand in the stories you read everywhere you wander in Honkaku-inspired mystery fiction. Just look further up this list to the Millhouse murders, Yukido Ayatsuji's take on a masked man mystery. Tropes start somewhere, and whilst Sukekiyo Inugami might not be the first unidentifiable face in a murder mystery, History, this story is the linking point through which many modern renditions could trace their inspiration. You're listening to Death of the Reader and Kon Ichikawa's 1976 and 2006 adaptations of Seishi Yokomizo's The Inugami Curse take out 13th place on our 2023 recommendations this review season. Stay tuned this review season as we continue dissecting the year's stories, especially as Yokomizo and Ichikawa's influence continues to pervade our reading. You're listening to 2SER 107.3, and this is your Murder Mystery World Tour. <laughs> 